Welcome to the Caters to another episode of Disputed, where two fictions. What's up? Do we lose you? Uh, it, it just uh, I'm getting a. I'm not hearing. I'm hearing something different. Let's try this again. Welcome, welcome, Adjudic. I'm hearing myself. That oh. I'm having an echo. Oh, I see. I am. I am having an echo. Let me turn. Oh, well, he bounced out for a second. So uh, while we're waiting for him to come back, I will. Uh, I, I guess I'll probably do the do a little bit of the intro. Um, so <clears throat> welcome, adjudicators, to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters will go head to head, armed with only other advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is disputed. Hey, fellow nerds, I am Demond, father of two, husband of one, a.k.a. the Demondalorian. You may know me from such podcasts as Demond Does, Different World Pod, Ten Phony Punches, and soon to be done with the local library, Jeffersonville Township Library, The Stack. And my co-host, my sexy-sounding co-host, Mr. Love Machine Voice himself, <laughs> the Whiteberry White. That's really redundant. <laughs> Give it up for Dean's White squared. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and those beyond the binary. I'm Dean, podcasting ninja, letter Kenny resident, jester to the Queens of Woodcrest, and bastard son of Sam Elliott and Johnny Cash. Ah, man. How are you doing there this evening there, Demond? We, uh, are we feeling all right? I am amazing. I am so excited about, I love doing this show and I'm excited <laughs> about the, I'm even more excited about the subject matter because it's near and dear to my heart. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't, you know, and you know, and I've said this a number of times, I don't watch wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling since Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. That was the last time I've, I mean, I've seen, you know, clips of stuff, but that's the last time I actually watched a match. Um, so this, but. During this whole time, this buildup to this episode, I've gotten more and more excited about it because I, I mean, because I love number one, I love, I love our advocates who we have uh, part of the Podcure Podcast Network, Tim and John from Armbar Audio. Uh, they will be joining us here in a second, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see how this turns out. I mean, from from building the promo videos that we did and all that stuff, it was it was dope. It was I mean, it was it got me pumped up for this episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, do you want to give up? Uh, do- you want to talk about the results? Yeah, last, let's uh, let's do that. Yeah, because yeah, last week we had uh, we had uh, uh, Drake and Jeff uh, on to dispute Axel Foley versus Mike Lowry. <laughs> and I can't not say it like Martin Lawrence was saying it in the movie. Right. Mike right. Lowry, I'm Mike Lowry. But uh, so the results from that episode: uh, Axel Foley, Drake. 83%. Mike Lowry, 17. So, uh, you know, uh, congrats to Drake, to Drake for winning the episode. Jeff, you fought a valiant, uh, you fought valiantly for Mike Lowry, but it just didn't hit this time. But we definitely want to have you both back uh, again. So, but uh, yeah, everybody check out both of their respective podcasts. Drake is on Everything Culture, Everything, T-H-A-N-G, Culture, and Jeff is with those guys over there. Um, so yeah, uh, check those. They're both, they have both great podcasts. They're both very different, uh, but, and just like if you, if, if you didn't watch the last episode, go watch it. Cause it's great. Those guys, they're different styles, completely different styles, but they brought it and they fought and, you know, but you know, Axel, 
<laughs> Everybody made their good points. They but, did. I mean, uh, Axel Foley is pretty timeless. And yeah. he did have better theme music. <laughs> A little Harold Faltermeyer for you. <laughs> Uh, that was Herbie Hancock, baby. Oh, was that? No, I thought Axel, Axel F was Axel, Axel F was that wasn't that Harold Harold Faltermeyer? I thought that was Herbie Hancock. We're gonna have to uh, we're, yeah. we're gonna have to dispute that. <laughs> we're gonna get on that. So, uh, are, are we? Uh, so, is is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we introduce our guests? Uh, no, uh, let's uh, no. I think that's about All it. Right, so let's do it. Let me bring let me bring these folks in here. So I'm bringing them into the stream. So. We've got uh, we've got we've got our buddies here, uh, Tim and John. So let, let's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, let me uh, let me find my my buttons here. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce uh, Tim. All right. Our first advocate today hails from McKee's Rocks, Pennsylvania. He once caught a seahorse by hand, and in high school he won an award for the most knowledgeable of the '60s. I'm not sure if that was the decade or his age preference for his dates, but uh, in any case, don't upset him as he will likely defecate on your lawn. You may know him as disgusting, Huggy Bear Timmy, or Pro Guru, but we know him as one half of the Armbar Audio Podcast, Tim Farley. Now in the realm of the undead, <laughs> and I will be leaving here with at least one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you got, what you've got to say this evening, uh, Tim. But so, you're who are you advocating for, and why? And to follow up, what do you bring to the table? Well, what do I bring to the table? Yeah. <laughs> What kind of party is this? <laughs> anyway, uh, I uh, I am advocating for the phenom, the dead man, the demon of Death Valley, the American badass, the one and only Undertaker, Mark Calloway. Oh my! Uh, I am. Uh, what were the other questions you asked? What, what, what do you bring to the table? And why? What do I also, why, yeah, why, why are you? Why are you? Why are okay. you going with Taker? Chose, and what are you? I what? chose the Undertaker because when I was approached with this, I had a perfect person in mind to represent Sting, and that is my co-host John Kearns, who we will talk to in a second, because John was literally raised in the womb as a Sting fan. <laughs> His mother has plentiful. Sting merchandise. Is, is that a and euphemism for something? Uh, I don't it's know. Just true. Uh, wow. and if it wasn't for Chris Jericho existing, Sting would be probably be John's favorite wrestler of all time. Now, I chose Undertaker also because there was a time period uh, of the Undertaker <coughs> that I feel um, I'm getting him off of this. Could be. <laughs> could beat literally anyone uh, in pro wrestling. And that's the era that I chose, uh, which is the World Heavyweight Championship era from 2007 to 2010. Um, what do I bring to the table? Well, uh, a wealth of useless knowledge and uh, <laughs> a love of human beings. I, 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 and uh, uh, well, I, I have I have this on my table <laughs> and uh, some water. So, 
yeah, that's that's what I got, bring to the table. Got to keep the got to keep the pipes I, lubricated. I, 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 I bring John to the table. How about that? <laughs> Our, well, in that case, so in that case, so if y'all are ready for uh, demand, our next advocate for the hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he not only is heavily involved in gaming for charity, but is also an avid ghost. Even though he hasn't done many things in his life, he does partner up with our first advocate for the evening to co-host the Armbar Audio Podcast. Many call him Big John, but we just know him as John. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, fine folks, doing? <clears throat> I, I don't. I can't speak for anybody else, but I, sir, am amazing. All right. So you're going with Sting, and mm-hmm. uh, he led. <laughs> Tim led with you've been a fan since birth, so I got to hear that oh, yeah. story. And um, and more, and uh, tell the tell the fans about yourself and what you bring to the table. Okay, well, um, <clears throat> Tim speaks the truth when he says that I was raised to be a Sting fan. Um, I don't really have any specifics, but uh, we are currently in the planning process of my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary party, which is happening next year. Um, so we're going through photo albums, and I noticed a trend in these photos of my mother wearing different Sting t-shirts and myself wearing different Sting t-shirts as well as New World Order shirts and I'll admit it, a few Undertaker shirts. <clears throat> uh, about me, well, uh, Tim laughed when he said I'm a man who hasn't done many things in my life but when asked <laughs> about facts about my uh, facts about me, or strange facts, uh, that's what I said. I said I'm a man who hasn't done much uh, I just kind of. But you got your bucket list. I got my bucket list. All yes. Right. Uh, my my bucket you list. You haven't done much. What have I done? You, you, you need to give yourself more credit. Call it out. It's not. It's not a no credit thing. It's not a you no know credit what? thing. I, what about me? I'm is here to advocate for him. <laughs> what about me is exciting? <laughs> what about you isn't exciting? Clearly, <laughs> you, clearly, you're a huge, you're a huge, you're a huge nerd. Number I am a one, huge nerd. and that's awesome. I am a huge nerd. In you're like, a huge ally, literally. literally. <laughs> you're okay, a huge so that's ally. Uh, you you traveled ally. to Philadelphia and had a great. You you had like all that shit to tell me, and like your history, your 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 brain is filled with all this historical facts and shit. Yeah, but uh, historical facts aren't interesting to anyone but me, in my opinion. That's not true. Like, I'm not, that's not true. They're literal <laughs> historians and history teachers. They have whole classes and museums on these things. <laughs> I, have, I have a whole board that has a name of pins on it. That's cool. Actually, you mentioned the gaming charity. Uh, with me at all times is this medal that I have where I raised $500 for Extra Life last year. Very nice. 
That's awesome. Uh, so that's it's awesome. like a, it's like yeah. a cross between Aerosmith and a game controller. <laughs> yeah, right. Very much so. It makes it um, makes me very proud that he is he is my partner in crime. You know, over on this wing here, it says FTK. That stands for for the kids, which is a tagline that Extra Life is no longer legally allowed to use. So that's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, once it goes Wu Tang. No, no, it's Wu <laughs> Tang. Some other charity oh. trademarked it, so they have another thing now. Uh, what do I bring to the table? Well, I have um, I I, I have this cup full of candy wrappers. <laughs> I have. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to uh, ask this question and say <laughs> metaphorically speaking next time. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, my fidget spinner, which I literally just purchased. <laughs> Um, I have so we got my, this is, my little man. We've got Jeff. Yeah, we've got Jeff Steven. here from last episode p- popping in, saying Sting is always watching from the rafters. <laughs> he is. He's, he's up there right now. I can see him where I am. Um, but Undertaker, I don't, like, I, I don't like that he knows where I live. But you know. <laughs> oh man. So um. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I've, I'm I'm excited to have you guys here. Uh, I mean, I've I've been I've been uh, fans of of you guys personally since having you on. Uh, How are you now? And then have, oh, yeah. and uh, and and working with you guys in Podscure uh, and everything. So it's been fantastic. I love you guys. You are great partners uh for both we love you too for for you're both you're great partners together and you're great partners for 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 us as well so we love having you yes for anyone who may be confused we are straight cis men (laughs) that's okay probably is my hetero life (laughs) there you go (laughs) i like that i like that my heterosexual life but today i'm going to fucking destroy (laughs) <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you'll you and then you'll buy him dinner after. <laughs> Probably. You're, you're actually, you're act, what do you, you mean? Act, you guys Go are ahead. actually going to have a uh, friendly spat with rules. Not many couples get that. You actually have rules, moderators, and referees. This is fantastic. Not a lot of people. People pay a lot of money in therapy for this. <laughs> I've, I've been to couples therapy. It's not real. It's not really there. So, uh, so Demond, you want to you want to uh, oh, read sure. off the intro there? Yes, yes, I, I, it would be my pleasure. This episode brings disputes between two well-known wrestlers who are going head to head to determine in their prime who was the master of the ring. Who are these two wrestlers? You ask. I think we mentioned it a little early. If you haven't, if you missed the opening, somehow they are only two of the most iconic and long-lived brawlers to ever grace the squared circle. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Sting versus The Undertaker. And uh, Dean, would you like to explain the rules? I would love to explain the rules. Uh, so, the rules are as such. Uh, deb- I, will list, I will give you the list of d- uh, debate timing, uh, but we, Debon and I, uh, the moderators, will uh, can extend uh, the your time another 30 seconds, you can also bank time that you haven't used. So uh, I will I will tell you this. So here's the here's the timing. So advocate one, John, uh, you are, you will have five minutes for, five minutes for your opening statement. Uh, I'm sorry, John. I mean I meant to say Tim. Tim's going first. <laughs> Tim, Tim, five minutes. John, you will get it. You will get a two minute rebuttal. 
And then you will get after that your five-minute opening statement. And then Tim will get to rebut you. Then Demond and I will both get to ask you questions, of which you will get two minutes to uh, to answer and rebut. Uh, and then we will go into closing arguments, which will be two minutes each uh, for each of you, starting with John and then ending with Tim. So that's it. And then afterwards, we will give instructions on how everyone can vote. Now, the closing segments mm-hmm. for this episode is different from the other ones, right? Because we had to come up with an angle for the match yeah. and give like the ending of that match. Yeah, basically, right? yeah, you're basically yes. coming at the end and you're saying this is this is why I said all the things I said and this is what I believe in and that's and that's where you go. And uh, in wrestler parlance, you've got the book and uh, you're, you're writing you're writing the angle and the finish. Yep. So uh, so what I will do is what when I when I, so Tim you're going to be going first uh, when when I tell you you your five minutes will begin uh, and if you don't go the full five minutes I'll let you know how much time you've banked back if you want to use it uh, and then uh, same thing for you John all right so Tim. You are up first. Uh, let's see here. Let me. Can I do this? Here we go. Right there. There you go. So, Tim, five minutes for the Undertaker. Well, first off, I want to talk about. Uh, you know, a lot of people have different ideas of when the peak of Undertaker was. A lot say '94 when he really hit the stride as the Undertaker in the WWF. Some people think the American Badass era. Some think the Ministry of Darkness era, where he had that had great matches with Shawn Michaels in the first ever Hell in a Cell, uh, where his brother Kane came out, uh, where uh, where that ignited in a feud for decades. Um, also, he had an amazing match with Steve Austin at a SummerSlam, where he actually knocked Stone Cold out. He stone cold at stone cold, but I chose where I felt that he was at the peak. And the peak of the undertaker for me is from 2007 to 2000 through 2010, which he was, this is called like SmackDown era undertaker or, uh, the world heavyweight championship phase. Uh, I believe that this is the prime and peak of the undertaker because he was at his most most athletic. He was uh, putting on great, his best in-ring performances. He was in multiple uh, variation types of matches. Uh, he worked through many types of injuries. And he had great feuds and storylines through this time with Shawn Michaels, uh, with Edge and La Familia. And with his brother Kane and Paul Bearer came back for that very feud. Um, I would be remiss to say and not use this five minutes to say that he had four WrestleMania matches. One, he won, uh, he won the Royal Rumble in January, uh, of 2007. And in April of that year, beat it, beat Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. He, um, he beat Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship uh, at the next WrestleMania. Then he had two bangers of 
matches with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 and 26. Both were awarded 4.75 stars by Dave Meltzer, which uh, which is very a five star rating for a WWF slash E match by Dave Meltzer. It's very hard to come by. And both of those matches each year made Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, and Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards for Match of the Year in 2009 and 2010. Um, the WrestleMania 25 match with Michaels is regarded as one of the greatest Mania matches of all time, and WWE itself ranked it number one out of 35 of the greatest WrestleMania matches. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this Undertaker came back as the dead man, but he wasn't in, he didn't have the purple gloves and all of that. He had a singlet and he, he, not only was he using his old school moves, uh, like old school or the choke slam or tombstones, but he was incorporating his MMA based offense with multiple, uh, uh, strike combinations. He used a triangle chokehold called Hell's Gate. He could beat you in multiple fashions. Now, during these years, he was 38 to 41 years old. His height is 6'10", and he was 300 pounds. And he was diving over the ropes doing tope con heroes to people. Uh, in, in the WrestleMania 25 match, he went after it, after Michaels with it, but Michaels moved out of the way and he hit a cameraman. Uh, in this era, he also competed in two Royal Rumbles. He competed in two Elimination Chambers, one in which he got first and second degree burns uh, by the pyrotechnics, uh, and he still continued to wrestle. Um, he had uh, feuds with Edge, Big Show, Mark Henry, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, Triple H, Chris Jericho, Batista, Finley, Kane, Rey Mysterio and the Nexus. By the end of this era, his mania record was 18 and 0. Um, he won the world heavyweight title from Batista, Edge, and CM Punk. CM Punk's one was at Hell in a Cell. He defeated Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. Defeated Batista. We can't hear you, Dean. We can't hear you, Dean. Jesus. I muted myself. That's why. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, so yeah. Uh, I, so if you, if you, if you want to wrap up a couple more seconds, if you, if you have something, if, if it's not going to take long, then go ahead and wrap it up. Otherwise we'll, we'll jump to uh, John to rebut. Uh, yeah. Just one second. Um, I will allow Tim all the time he needs. <laughs> He defeated Batista in a TLC match. He competed in the Elimination Chambers. He was do- he was in uh, Last Man Standing matches. He was in cage matches. He put Big Show in a casket. Uh, I mean, the guy was doing all kinds of bad things to his body for the sake of the fans and the sake for the story and the sake for the st- for the storytelling. And uh, there you go. All right. Well done. Well done. Yeah. All right. John, are you are you prepared for your two minute rebuttal? Uh I'm as prepared as a kid. <laughs> All right. Let's, see what Let's go. So um I want to start by saying that speaking in any way, shape, or form 
negatively about The Undertaker <clears throat> honestly goes against everything that I stand for. Um, however, I'm here for I'm I'm here to do a job. Uh, everything you said about The Undertaker's run in 2007 to 2010 is true. Uh, he did win the Royal Rumble. He did have amazing feuds. Everyone that you listed, a who's who of pro wrestling at the time. Um, <clears throat> CM Punk just made his return after seven years to AEW to a crowd that ex- that almost leveled the building that they were in. Um, as far as a rebuttal goes, I just think that while it is true, um, I I believe at the time that you chose 2007 2010, I believe Sting had moved on to Impact Wrestling. Uh, WCW was no more, so I don't really have anything to go against what The Undertaker was doing at that time. Uh, <clears throat> I do know that in TNA, Sting was one of the draws, one of the big draws for the company at the time. Um, it was in a time where TNA was sort of at a downturn, but that had nothing to do with Sting. Had a lot to do with Paul Kogan, but a lot of things have fallen to the wayside because of Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> um, I get that reference. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'll, get, I'll give you a couple more seconds if you want to, if you have something you want to finish off with. Uh, no, I would uh, just like to go into my. You ready to go? You ready to go for your? Uh, oh, he's ready. All yeah, right. I'm let's, let's, get let's get after it. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> Picture. Sicily. No, no never. <laughs> uh, the year I, I'm, I, I chose Sting from the year 1996-1998. It was towards the tail end of WCW where uh, Vince Russo hadn't quite taken over creative control, so there was still plenty of good to see on the show. Uh, so the year 1996 marked a complete shift in the direction of Sting's career. Uh, gone were the days of the blonde flat top haircut and the wildly colorful face paints. He he grew his hair long, let the natural dark color come through, uh, started painting his face white and black in a similar fashion to popular film character, The Crow. Uh, his attire changed as well. Instead of the colorful tights that he used to wear, he wore an all-black bodysuit with a white scorpion up either side. Uh, you can see it right there, actually. Um, he uh, wore a long black trench coat, and he was normally seen carrying a black baseball bat, where he actually humorously borrowed a line from Jim Carrey's version of the Riddler from Batman Forever, where he would say, riddle me this, riddle me that, who's afraid of the big black bat? Um, at this time, Monday Nitro was the hottest wrestling program on Monday nights, regularly, regularly beating rival show WWF Raw is War, featuring The Undertaker in the ratings. Um, (laughs) uh, Let me see here. I got it. So the hottest thing going in WCW, of course, was the New World Order, a villainous faction. Because this was the time where 
everybody liked the bad guys. The bad guys were the cool guys. But then you have Sting, who um, didn't really like what they were doing. Uh, Sting, having taken on a vigilante role, often had matches against NWO members and would even attack them out of nowhere. Uh, often he would repel from the rafters or come up through the bottom of the ring to attack them in various ways. Um, I think he once fended off eight NWO members at one time with his bat. So, uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan specifically was often one of the people that Sting was fighting. So, uh, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the crowd um, reaction to Sting. Crowds in the arenas, fans watching at home, always captivated that Sting was there. WCW immediately took notice of the traction Sting was going up, and his merchandise was being made barely fast enough to keep those merch stands stuck and the stores stuck. Every line of action figures WCW ever had featured some iteration of the icon Sting. Uh, adults and children alike filled the stands at the, at the Monday Nitro live shows and the Untelevised house shows uh, wearing the stained plastic masks. I owned two of those masks and my fair share of shirts. Um, in fact, in one of my elementary school photos, I am pictured wearing a sting shirt and holding my sting wrestling buddy, which was a stuffed toy that would like grunt and like say phrases based on if, if you like punch it or pull its arms. Um, yeah, that, uh, basically my staying wrestling buddy fell victim to all the wrestling moves that I was explicitly told not to try at home. <laughs> Needless to say, when Sting hit the screen and belted out that famous battle cry, it was showtime. That's the end of my statement. All right, then. So you got a minute to bank there. Um, let me, uh, Tim, if you're ready for rebuttal, I'm going to go ahead and bring you over and uh, go for it. You got two minutes. You're, you're muted. John, John mentioned that at that time, WCW Nitro was the hardest thing going, and it was regularly beating WWF Raw's war. But Mark Calloway, mean Mark, was thrown away by WCW. And Vince McMahon picked him up and gave him the Undertaker gimmick and threw the Monday Night Wars. Taker never wavered. We saw Scott Hall and Kevin Nash lead the exodus of the WWF to the WCW. But who stayed? Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. Through all of it, The Undertaker never wavered. And what happened ultimately? WCW fell and WWE remained. The only reason people now can see WCW footage, footage of Sting, footage of Sting as the crow. You Sting. son of a bitch. The only reason people can see Sting How beat Hulk you, Hogan or fight you. the NWO or join the NWO Wolfpack is because of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon 
and his main, main man who would never leave his side, Triple H. The Undertaker. No, no. <laughs> Taker is Taker is a company <clears throat> man through and through. Triple H banged the banged his daughter and got his way in. Taker didn't have to do that. Taker had the respect of that locker room forever. <laughs> All right. That wow. It got spicy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like that. I like. I like. I like. That was. Ooh, it's. Give me a little. Give me a little bit of that heat. You got any? So, uh, Devon, do you have any questions? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to come up Can with because I, I have a little uh, rebuttal there. I, I'll give you 30 seconds. What happened when Sting finally did bite the bullet and go to WWE? Had one match with Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins injured him to the point that he had to leave wrestling for almost three whole years before going to AEW, where he's now one of the main attractions. <laughs> yeah, we All we right. there, there, this is, I have a feeling this might continue on. <laughs> oh, I'm is done it. Devon, do you got any questions for for him? Okay, so I'm supposed to have a a question for Tim, yes? Correct. Okay, uh, Tim, what surprises you most about Undertaker? And this is from a guy who's, you know, shot lightning and, you know, has uh, evolved so much over his career. Like, what what surprised or surprises you about The Undertaker? The first time I saw Undertaker live uh, was SummerSlam 96, I believe. Um, And just being in the presence of his of his entrance sent chills down my spine. Um, I wasn't necessarily scared because I, I had seen him on TV, but it was unlike anything else. But what surprises me about The Undertaker is how far he is willing to go mentally and physically for the fans of pro wrestling. Um, He could have retired many years before he did. He could have never had another Mania match after he lost to Brock Lesnar. But he kept coming back. And in the Last Ride documentary, you could see in the back where he was hurting. And Vince said, you don't have to do this. You don't have to keep coming back. But it was Undertaker's choice. And ultimately, he did redeem himself in the eyes of fans and critics with his last couple uh, Mania appearances. But the thing that surprises me the most is his dedication to the sport and to the fans. Well said. Well said. Uh, John, you have a rebuttal about that? Um, wait, what, what did you, what, what was like the first thing you said? Cause I thought of something and I, but when now, I now saw, when I saw him live, Oh yeah. The, the live entrance, I, I, I can speak to the power of a live, Undertaker entrance. I only got to witness it one time, and it is unlike anything I've ever seen. 
But you're supposed to rebuttal me. Tell me that that's <laughs> shit. <laughs> or, 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 why, or why Sting has got a better entrance. <laughs> uh, I, I guess... Poke holes I, in it, man. Poke holes. Sting <laughs> has had... Sting has had more of a variety of looks and entrances. Um, I mean, like... Th- there's a lot... There's Honestly, there's a lot of parallels with Sting and the Undertaker. Um, especially with how they were treated by their home companies. For right. sure. Uh, and like the the icon versus phenom marketing writes itself. Hmm. But I mean, we've never gotten it in real life. I wish we would, but by the time Sting was in WWE, it was too late. <clears throat> um, no, it wasn't. Vince McMahon was just an asshole. Nah, see, I mean... They could have easily had a fucking cinematic match. Yeah, but at that time, cinematic matches weren't it. They weren't the thing yet. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're talking way pre-pandemic. True. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean... Right. Yeah, that's all I got. So, alright, so then this is my question, and, and I... I do see, and like you're talking about similarities, that Sting, and I don't know Sting's Sting the character's story, but if he's like the crow, he's kind of undead, which is very similar to yeah. the Undertaker. Now, from my, in my knowledge, I, I don't know who's been around longer. I mean, it was uh, Sting or the Undertaker. Honestly, probably about the same time. Okay, they so, probably started wrestling at the same time, but Sting hit mainstream before taking gotcha so i mean this is kind of a a a dispute about the two undead are are there any are there so the opposite of them uh, is there anybody that that you can see and any wrestler that you can see opposite of sting uh the opposite in style you know what i'm saying uh, well there's um sting is an undead uh the era which john chose uh, he was a vigilante against yeah. a gr- group of outsiders, literally called the outsiders, who mm. created NWO. So he came out to avenge for WCW. Right. Yeah, uh, yes. But, but the basically... presentation, yeah, the presentation and the the coming down from yeah, the, the rafters, coming through similar. the ring, all that stuff yeah. is all similar. Right. Uh, they tried to do a character that was of the light. Or whatever Mordecai. called Mordecai, and it just didn't get over. All right, so yeah, uh, I mean, well, that, so so uh, so for for you, John. Then I would I would ask, aside from Sting, because you because you're advocating for Sting, what right. other what other wrestler would you advocate for against uh, that has not wrestled him against Taker? That has not wrestled him. Yeah, the, it's. Uh, I mean, the, what, what's not uh, many that haven't? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, so so this would have been really the ultimate match. Yeah. Uh, so, so there wouldn't have been anything any better at all. I mean, suppose I suppose now, if you go back in time, let's go back to the eighties. Yeah. WWW, WWF. Sorry. Uh, and and uh, you, who would you 
pit them against at that time before they were really, I mean, this, we're talking about, you know, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, all those guys back then, uh, Rowdy Roddy Popper, who would, who would you pit them, who would you pit Sting against in there that would, that would be really an iconic match from that time? Pit if Sting you Sting against? Yeah. At that time? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then we're, I'm going to go to, cause then we're going to, so, so Tim, we'll worry about that next with Andre. Undertaker. Andre? Yeah, Andre or the Ultimate Warrior or, yeah. or, or Macho Man. I mean, but Sting versus Macho Man eventually happened in WCW. Hmm. When Montreal was part of the NWO. Gotcha. So I, th- I think there's money. I think there's money in uh, Sting versus Ultimate Warrior. Because Absolutely. they they both came up in, I believe, UWF mm-hmm. uh, as the Blade Runners. And uh, he was called, uh, before he was the Ultimate Warrior, by Dingo Vince Man, he was called the Dingo Warrior. <laughs> and, you know... Warrior went to <laughs> the Fed and Sting mm-hmm. stayed with NWA WCW. Yeah, I UWF. Yeah, because I, I I was looking at some at some of those pictures, uh, early pictures of Sting. I'm like, he looks like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 way the makeup was and everything. So Bro- yeah, brothers that, and Pat, that wasn't man. exactly it, it, accidental. <laughs> what's yeah. that? What was that? That wasn't exactly accidental. Oh, okay. They were, I think, I, I, I'm, let me chime in real quick. I think they were, uh, the Road Warriors were, you, have you heard of the Road Warriors team? I have not, that I recall anyway. How about Legion of Doom? The Road the Warriors, Legion of Doom, Legion of Doom are arguably the most famous tag team of all time. Okay. Like, ever, like but they were, there was a lot of, during that time, there were a lot of teams trying to Im- emulate w, w, their, uh, their success mm-hmm. from everywhere. That's how big they were, and uh, Sting and Ultimate Warrior were a part of that, and I think are really only about hand. The they were the most successful to break out of that, I don't, and I can't think of a tag team as really singles wrestlers. As yeah. right, right, but as yeah, no tag, tag team, team is going to demolition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, well, yeah, that's true. Until until the Legion of Doom showed up. Yeah, I I, I don't. Like, re- oh, you guys are redundant. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know any of them. Any of those groups by name. I think the only group is the family of the Von Erichs that I can recall from back in the day. So that was because that, uh, that's a tragic story. The, yeah. Oh yeah. God. And, but but they're rewriting it. They're rewriting it. So yeah. So do they actually have? I mean, because I know that yeah. Pretty much all of them had passed. The only the only surviving brother has uh, it's either his sons or his nephews, and they wrestle uh, for Major League Wrestling. Oh, right on. Okay, Ross and Marshall. All right, yeah, because I mean, I I grew up uh, that's because tech they're 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 from Texas, so I grew up with with the Von Erichs. I mean, they would show up at fairs and shit and sign stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were really, I mean, I met Fritz. And I mean, so Fritz, the old man. I mean, well, if you remember the Von Erichs, you have to remember the Fabulous Freebirds. Yes, I do remember them. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Now that you mentioned, yes. Yes, baby. Yeah, they, they look like, they were like the the, the wrestling Skinners. So. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And uh, who was the other one? Uncle saw a picture of Leonard's. Buddy, sure. Buddy Roberts. <laughs> Buddy Roberts, yes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's really all I have uh, as far as questions. I, oh, I, well, yeah, I was going to ask you basically the the just the opposite side of 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 what uh, what I had asked John about the uh, an iconic. Uh, if you if you take them if you take take her to any time, let's uh, like I'm saying back to my what I, what I remember. Who would who would you have take her fight? 
Um, ultimately, I would have uh, this this version of Undertaker. And, and, and yeah, and, and, yeah, sure. The version of Undertaker uh, from 2007 to 2010, I would love to see wrestle uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, but if you're asking me overall, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't choose Sting, um, I would take the original Undertaker from the early 90s against 2019. Bray Wyatt the Fiend. I would re- I, I would take away I would take away what happened with their WrestleMania. I, I would delete yeah. that from history, uh, and I would have them feud uh, in cinematic matches and regular matches. But all right, I, I don't I don't know who those people are, but <laughs> uh, Demond, do you approve of that? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Because um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to you to, to any anything like that. So it, it, yeah, uh, the it's um, both of those characters represent wrestling, and and it's and it's at its silliest in the best way, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Absolutely. Sure. Well, but, I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of. I, I mean, the the soap opera style of a lot of wrestling. That I think I think that's kind of uh, that's what makes wrestling acceptable for men so often is that it's their stories, uh, you know. It's <laughs> so, I, and not that guys don't watch soap operas, but that I think there, there's there's all there's all that drama that that you see and you hear the stories. And I because I listen to you guys, I watch your tweets and everything that you say, and I'm like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of shit going on in wrestling. So there's I a lot could, of lore, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, for, yeah, from yeah whether, well, whether it's different places and did it immediately. Right. And whether in different places they do it different ways. Like in Japan, the storytelling is pretty much all in the ring. And whether someone comes out and does mm-hmm. something, they they have backstage promos, but they they're not like focused heavy on that kind of stuff. All right. And then you have like Mexico, which is uh, you know, you have these characters originally from lucha libre mm-hmm. and their their predecessors take on their name and they're 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 numbered and they're they're two they're junior they're this they're that and yeah there's just so much if you tried to cover all of pro wrestling your brain would fucking explode <laughs> but to what demon said how he meant uh and if anyone's listening to this that doesn't understand what he meant as it being silly in the best way is that gimmicks, when given to the right people, work, and when they're not, when they're given to the wrong people, and, or creative tinkers too much with it, it becomes silly in a bad way and it's shit. Like Papa Shango, yeah, love Kama Mustafa, love love <clears throat> the Godfather, <throat> but Papa Shango was absolute shit. You, um, there was mankind. So look at man. Look at mankind. <laughs> if if mankind would have went to anybody else other than Mick Foley, it would not have worked. Yeah. If Taker went to anybody else other than Mark Calloway, it wouldn't have worked. Because well, yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Could could uh, Mark and uh, and I don't I can't remember the guy who plays Sting. Steve Borden. Steve. Steve Borden. If they do, you think they could swap places? 
No. Um, no, no, not at all. No, no, it wouldn't work. Okay. Literally, um, like, like honestly, the Undertaker. Again, I'm taking over, but the Undertaker is Vince McMahon's greatest creation, other than yeah. WrestleMania. That is the yes. guy's honest truth. Because yes. Hulk Hogan could have been created by a couple of different other people, including Austin Idol, for anybody who knows that name. Hmm. So, like, yeah, he's in NWA. Cool. Yeah, like uh, the un- the un- man. He's <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> Undertaker was was perfect for uh, and Mark Calloway. The Undertaker was perfect for Vince McMahon. The Undertaker was perfect for Mark Calloway, and most importantly, Mark Calloway was was important to the Undertaker. Was yeah, could, was the most important to the Undertaker. I have to agree. But just just as much as we could say that about the Undertaker, we could say the same thing about Sting. Absolutely, Sting was, and, Sting was always the last <clears throat> outlaw, and oh, yeah. he was always the vigilante, and he he did. Go ahead, John. I should. Well, yeah, because uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, let's but, let's go ahead and uh, do our two minute closes. So, yeah, John, you got two minutes. <laughs> oh, so I'm this is the this okay. is this is the angle yeah. and and the mat the end of the match or whatever. Okay. Uh, so I get so the angle clearly is the icon versus the Bijan, and the only place I could think that this would make sense to do is WrestleMania. I mean, it's got to be WrestleMania, right? So, I mean, if you go, if you go move for move, Sting is very technical, a lot of submissions, a lot of holds. Uh, Taker is strikes, punches, forearms. Like he'll just he'll he'll just beat the hell out of you. Where, um. Sting will beat you mentally as much as he will physically. Sting will get into your head. Sting will manipulate your thoughts, make you doubt everything, and then defeat you physically. Um, I would say what we would probably see is we would see Undertaker go for the Hell's Gate finisher and if there were a way to get out of that, Sting would likely slip out and turn it into a Scorpion Deathlock, which is basically like Bret Hart's uh, sharpshooter. Um, if you could see Undertaker going up for the old school, where he walks the ropes and drops the the, the axe handle, uh, you could easily see Sting grab him down off the ropes, get him in the corner, run for a Stinger Splash. I mean, he's got the snap DDT. He's got the one hand bulldog, uh, the gorilla press slam, which always impressed the hell out of me. He can do that to anybody. When when he when he hit the giant, who is now who was the Big Show and is now Paul White. <laughs> sorry, it's all right. Fin- go ahead and finish up. Go ahead and finish. Yeah, go ahead and but yeah, when he hit uh, the giant with the gorilla press slam, it was like. The modern day Hogan Slam and Andre. All right. Okay. Tim, two minutes. Uh, I did this a bit differently. It's the Dynamite Before Double or Nothing 2022. Tony Schiavone is interviewing Sting in the ring, and Sting is giving a verbal retrospect of his career, especially highlighting his time in AEW. Sting is alluding to a final retirement when the lights go out. 
A bell rings and lightning strikes the ring and fire starts around Sting only. Sting is looking around and trying to stomp out the fire. Metallica's Wherever I May Roam plays, and a purple light is shining on the stage. The Undertaker is in AEW. Sting stares at Undertaker as he makes his way to the ring. The lights come back on as he uh, and the crew has put out the fire. Undertaker. Steve. The crowd goes nuts chanting AEW. Undertaker. Steve, I left this business over two years ago thinking the same as you. What else was left for me in this realm? <clears throat> Our former overlord did not want us to cross paths, but I have been watching. Sting. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've been watching, Mark. Crowd loses it in chance. Mark, Mark, Mark. Sting. Somehow, someway, we, the two names who carried our companies through the bad and the good, have never crossed paths until now. Taker. Before you bow out of wrestling, I shall reap your soul, Steve. The dead man is here to collect. You've dodged death, death for too long. This makes Sting start an offense of power punches and throws into the corner. Sting goes for a stinger splash, but Taker catches him and turns it into a last ride. A slam with such force, Sting goes through the ring. The lights go down, flames shoot out of the opening in the mat, and Taker does his famous pose. I have to keep going, man. Go, all right, go ahead, finish, finish yeah, it. Right it's all right. You knew for weeks in advance that you had two minutes. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, prick. At double or nothing, Sting versus Taker. Too. That's right, yeah. At, at double or nothing, Sting versus Taker finally happens in a no disqualification match. They brawl all over the arena. Sting uses his black bat and has Taker in the ring hurting. Sting rushes at Taker, who's up against the ropes, but Taker turns and clotheslines Sting over the rope. Taker hits the opposite rope and hits a tope cone hero to the outside onto Sting. Both men are spent and take nine seconds to roll back in the ring. Taker is first to his feet, but the bat is near. Sting gets up a bit and strikes Taker with the bat in the midsection, then gets behind Taker and places the bat across Taker's throat and hits a scorpion death drop. Sting yells, woo, but Taker sits right up. Taker with his signature MMA-style strikes, and Sting is in the corner. Taker goes for old school, but Sting kicks the rope and crotches him. Sting has Taker in the middle of the ring and grabs Taker's leg, signaling for the scorpion death lock, but Taker applies Hell's Gate. Sting starts to pass out, but Taker breaks the hold. Taker sets up the tombstone and drives Sting head first into the mat. Crosses Sting's arms and rolls his eyes back. One, two, three. Undertaker defeats Sting. As Taker walks from the ring, a murder of crows descend upon Sting's body. <laughs> the lights go off and come back on, and alone in the ring is one crow left of the murder and the infamous Black Bat. Oh, my. What do you got to say about that, John? Well... <laughs> You know Sting, do you know what Sting doesn't need to win matches? Magic tricks. That sounds like the only rebuttal you would need. That's because he came down from the rafters to take on the NWO how many times? <laughs> yeah, but you can clearly see the fucking rope and shit. Like, <laughs> 
He didn't just fall and down. And you even said he comes and he came down. out of the ring. That, that's for theatrics to build up the match. <laughs> well, I have seen Sting. Right. Um, I did see Sting set on fire and pushed off of the giant screen once. That's- yeah, and the blood baths. Yeah, the blood baths. Yeah. That's, 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 All right. The graveyard man. I. You know, I, this, this is, this, I know this dispute could go on for a while, but I think, I think we've, we've reached where we need to reach for. It's over. (laughs) Well, it's it's not, it's actually, it's actually not over. It is not over yet because (laughs) it is not over yet because, uh, it is now time for folks to vote. Uh, and you can go yeah, vote right now at disputedpod.com slash sting v undertaker. And, uh, you'll get to choose one of those two who, who, who presented their, their argument the best, Tim or John. So Tim, well, the undertaker presented the argument. That's not fair. I'm not <laughs> That's what the speaker. whole fucking show is. I'm not a I, I can't, uh, like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm autistic and shit. I can't do it. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I think you did a great job. I think you both did Clearly a great job. Clearly you can because you've already done it. We're 58 <laughs> minutes into this now. You have done it. You can't say you can't do it. You've done it. That's right. You did it. You did it. And, and uh, you know, I... I don't know which way I would vote for this personally. I mean, uh, just, I mean, cause I, again, I don't know. I don't know Sting or the Undertaker. I think you both presented I, your, your, I think you both presented your cases very well. And uh, I, I will admit I went, I came into this having no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> I've never done anything like this ever. Well, that's okay. We're going to have you back for more because we're going to have more wrestlers. I'm sure DeMond has, has got a whole, I think he's got a whole queue. You do more than wrestlers. You're, I don't want to get typecast as the wrestling guy. <laughs> yeah, see, I said that too. Well, Don't that's that's you know what? That's okay. So we'll, but, we'll, but we'll, we are armbar audio. Bring us both on. Bring us on for fucking for Gravity Falls versus Steven Universe. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm have to, go to my notes. <laughs> that's, that's uh, Who's gonna right. rep what? He killed. He killed. He killed me. He, killed me. <laughs> <laughs> right. he he knows he knows it inside and out. I'm pretty sure he's been in Rebecca Sugar's brain. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. So, uh, Devon, you want to do? A, you want to recap this? Just kind of. I because mean, I I don't I don't know the wrestling stuff, and you're gonna you're yeah you you. <laughs> okay, so we had. Uh, why is my brain not working? My brain's not working. We had Tim. Who talked about? Let's see. With the you, Tim had the Undertaker. Yes, uh, you talked about nine, was ninety. No, it was two thousand ten to two thousand two thousand seven to two thousand ten. Undertaker. Uh, you know, listed off all the. Honestly, there's a lot of Hall of Famers in that list that he listed. Uh, you know, and all listed all of his accomplishments. Um, and then we had John who talked about Sting, which has been a lifelong. A lifelong, multi generational family affair with yeah. this man, uh, from the uh, from the Monday Night what are called the Monday Night Wars now, uh, the Monday Night Wars era Sting, which uh, was where he developed a look that we now see. And um, man, that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we argued about lots of wrestling stuff <laughs> and were nerdy. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I was listening I was listening to the moves and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I've I, I've heard of a sharpshooter just because of Letterkenny. 
<laughs> Bret Hart's a Canadian treasure, man. He should be on the fucking money. Uh, but so yeah, that's but yeah, that, I I think this was great. I had a, I had a lot of fun with this, and so yeah. Um, but uh, we uh, on a, a more somber note, um, there was uh, there was a tragic yeah. happenings uh, uh, before. Uh, and before I do this, I want to I want to throw this out there because you got a shout out from uh tim from nerdy mark out there uh saying sid. sup so sup, sid. all right so um yeah so that's our we, weird from texas <laughs> anybody from texas is weird <laughs> i'm i'm from, I'm from texas so so uh but anyway yeah uh so uh was it was last night or early this morning um uh daphne um took her life. Uh, and, and, uh, so I wanted to, you know, I, I did not fall. I, I did see you talk about it last night, but go ahead. If, uh, if you'd like to say some words. Uh, yeah. Um, last night, uh, Daphne Unger, AKA Shan's the real, I believe her last name is took to Instagram live with, uh, suicide notes. And, uh, I unfortunately was watching, um, this was happening during AEW Dynamite. Uh, she kept talking about mm, fighting a losing battle. She didn't want to do this anymore. And me, I was saying positive things. And uh, we had, there was a who's who of female wrestlers and male wrestlers. Crowbar, Francine, uh, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, Gail Kim. Jamie Senegal, uh, the list goes on, uh, trying to talk to her and get through. Her phone kept ringing and ringing, uh, and they, she just kept ignoring it. And she, um, she was having a tough time with the Instagram Live. It kept coming back and everything. And she apparently had moved recently to an apartment complex and didn't tell anyone the address. Um, and this was all happening during AEW Dynamite, so the entire wrestling community did not know what was going on. Uh, we were informed by a fantastic uh person named The Bath. Uh, she's they are great people. Um, and I saw her cock a gun, and I exited. But then I went back in. There was a there was a few times where I exited and I went back into the live stream, and she had a blanket like here, and the gun was underneath, and she ended it. Mm. She ended it there, and it stopped. There was I kept checking to see if she was still having issues with the Instagram live, so we could still try and keep talking to her. But as soon as I realized the Instagram live was not coming back. I got a sinking feeling, uh, and um, I know there may not be religious people here. I know that there may not be religious people listening, but I said prayers last night. Um, Daphne was rose to prominence in WC in the dying days of WCW. She wrestled for Ring of Honor and TNA. Uh, she was the first alt slash goth type of female character uh she walked so so many others could run 
the outpouring of love today uh, has shown me how much she loved and cared for the business and she showed love and hospitality to every up-and-coming wrestler and existing wrestler that crossed her path. Uh, this is a very, very sad thing. Um, you know, a few years ago, we had the young Hannah Kimura take her life. Uh, and suicide is an epidemic. It is not an answer. There is... Uh, there's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on your screen right now. There are also other numbers. Uh, I think 1-800-CAL-HOPE. Uh, you could talk to actual therapists four times a day for 15 minutes uh, and for no cost. Uh, there's also things called warm lines that you could Google in your area. But if you are you have suicidal thoughts or ideation at all, uh, know that you're not alone. You're not a burden. You are not, you are not bringing anyone down with you. Uh, we are all here to lift each other up and help each other. Uh, John and I always say in times of crisis uh, on all of our platforms that our DMs and our messages are open. And that is true. You could act however you want to on your timelines, but you can talk to us however you want to. Um, I'm sure Dean feels the same way, and I'm sure mm. Damon feels the same way. Very much. Um, yes. But this cannot, this has to stop. Um, life is, is hard. Life is... Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people on this earth, and no matter how bad you think you have it, there are probably people out there who have it worse than you. It's all a matter of perspective and your mental health. Mental health matters. If you are having any type of problem, any type of problem, whether it's anxiety, depression, um, anger issues, um, issues relating to domestic stuff or uh, even Asperger's or anything like that. Call someone. Make an appointment. Do something. Call a friend. Uh, easiest thing. Call a friend. They'll listen to you. And they'll keep you alive until, until you're okay again. Because I know that when you're in those spots, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want you don't think anyone's going to understand you. You don't think that anyone could possibly understand the position you're in because it's your life. How could they understand that? And sometimes it's not about understanding. Sometimes it's just about listening and holding you. Do you know that a hug that lasts 20 seconds can give you oxytocin, which will make you feel better instantly? That's all. That's all you need. And there are many people, many people who care and love you. Whether you think that there are or there aren't, there are. Yep. You matter. You matter. You matter. <clears throat> yeah. There's um there there's something that the comedian and can you even call him the comedian at this point? The artist Bo Burnham said mm -hmm. in his latest special inside. 
Yeah. Where he said that um, the problem is that when you kill yourself, you're dead forever. And we shouldn't be dead forever yet. Yeah, I agree. Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for for all that. I mean, I know this... This is a big, this is a very sad day for the wrestling world and for Daphne's family, uh, friends, things like that. So I, it's, I know this is, I know this is a somber note, uh, but I think it needed to be addressed. And I wanted to, when I saw it, when I saw you guys talking about it, I definitely wanted to, to get that addressed. So, but um, uh, moving on from there, uh, why don't you guys give us your, uh, your, your plugs for what you're doing? Go for it, So, um, <clears throat> this Sunday is All Elite Wrestling's uh, next pay-per-view event. It's called All Out. Um, it's actually their 10th pay-per-view. They're, they're hitting double digits on Sunday. Um, on Saturday, we are going live in the AM with two good buddies of ours for our All Out predictions. And uh, directly after the show on Sunday, we are joining those same good buddies on their channel for a post-show. So that'll be fun. Um, other than that, we've got uh, Tim does his Inside the Indies. That, that's happening every couple weeks or so. Um, this week it will be, there's gonna be, be replaced. There's, th- this week it'll be replaced. I think they're doing Strong Silence. Just doing Strong Silence? Right on. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think I know the the guy that made the graphic for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, looks, he, looks, he looks like a Billy Goat. He lives in Seattle. Um, let's see. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, and, and where do we find you guys? Oh, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and old shitload of audio platforms. So just All look up arm, audio. arm bar audio. That's where they are. Get, go to any website, search on our audio. If we're on there, it'll pop up. Right on. Uh, <laughs> right on. Um, I have one more. Sure. Uh, that happens this November, actually. I'm actually going to put it behind me so you guys can see uh, if this works. I hope it does. <laughs> we talked a little bit about it before. I'm going to, I need to like crop it. It ain't easy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's very Charlie difficult, Day. actually. Charlie Day is the green man. I'm, and I'm going to have to move out of the way so you guys there can you. see this fully. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is happening on November 6th. You can't really see that because I'm in the way. But uh, this is for Extra Life Game Day. That is November 6th. This is starting at 9 a.m. and ending at 9 a.m. on November 7th. Uh, live on YouTube for a full 24 hours. There's going to be video game plays. There's going to be board game stuff. Um, we actually just had an idea for doing op- openings of random trading cards. And I'm talking not like, but like, like not like sports. I'm talking like My Little Pony and shit like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, there's there 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 will be alcohol. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there that that's um I have actually for when you do donations, I have this, which will have many punishments <laughs> <laughs> on it. it. Will be fun. 
Um, getting some of those uh, Carolina Reaper chips, some uh, bean boozled beans. Very nice. So, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. Very cool. Very cool. Devon, do you uh, you have anything you'd like to plug before uh, before uh, I I, uh, I plug my stuff and then uh, I'll do the uh, I'll do the preview of the next episode because I, I think there's an there's a name in there which I haven't told you how to pronounce and I, I and I and I know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for not for allowing me not to embarrass myself. <laughs> you can find me on all the uh, social medias that Devon does. You can find Demond Does on wherever you get your podcast app. Uh, and uh, I'm also a guest host on this little show uh, this week um, called Boondocks Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and their producer is pretty, de- he's a pretty decent dude. Looks and, like a billy uh, goat. And he does look <laughs> like a billy goat. <laughs> uh, and that'll be out this week. Dan, so are, that's why I'm like to are, are you not on any shows? I say again. <laughs> Am I not on it? Are there See, shows are, that I'm not on? on there's there's not many. And actually, I'm I'm looking at now possibly doing two more. Uh, but you know what, Dean? What's I'm up? here we for it. I'm here for the chaos. We feel about about Billy Goats the same way as the crew from Letter Kenny feel about Canadian geese. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, if if you know if you've got a problem with uh, Billy Goats, you got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. So, uh, all right. So I wish I had a bottle that I could break right now. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. A, a couple of things. So, uh, just pop this out. So down, uh, down below, we've got disputed.com slash links. If you're looking for any of the stuff that we have, uh, I also even created, created this, uh, so disputed.com slash merch, and you can get, uh, some t-shirts and other stuff from there, uh, of stuff that we have. So, uh, go out there, disputedpod.com slash merch, uh, disputedpod.com slash links. Uh, you'll find everything you need. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pop this back up another. So to remind you to go vote disputedpod.com slash sting V undertaker. All right. So next week, uh, tune in next time as we debate the best archaeologist on film as we deb- bring in my wife, T.R. Walker, from the Boondocks and How Are You Now podcast uh, and gamer, Twitch streamer, and creator and showrunner of the Pactless Patrons, Riley Gritch. Uh, they, uh, to, uh, they will be uh, taking on Indiana Jones versus Rick O'Connell. So... Uh, that's gonna be awesome. It's that's gonna be a good one. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's I, I'm 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 liking where all this is going. And you know, guys, I I love you all. Uh, I love working with you. I love talking to you. You're brilliant. You're bright. You make life better. Uh, so, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you have anything you'd like to say, say to Mon before we uh, before we bat out? Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. That's right. So so until next time. I'm Zaman. I'm Dean. And remember, everything everything is disputed. Thanks again for joining us. And we'd also like to thank our guests. We would also like to thank those who make the music that make our show so great. We have Hard Fight by Tajirajus. Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. You can find them all on freemusicarchive.org. Also, you can find us and all of our information on disputedpod.com slash links. <laughs>